Welcome to the MCW Office of Faculty Affairs podcast. Hello, my name is Christina Rungi, and I'm Associate Provost for MCW's Office of Faculty Affairs. The OFA team created this podcast to provide information on topics that support your careers and help you flourish as a faculty member at MCW. Well, today I'd like to welcome our guest, Dr. Daisy Sahu, Professor and Vice Chair for Research in the Department of Medicine and President of Faculty Council. Welcome, Daisy. Thank you, Dr. Rungi. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So I think let's just jump right in and talk about Faculty Council today. So let's start kind of a little broad. So generally, what is the purpose of Faculty Council? Sure, excellent question for those who are interested in Faculty Council. So let me start by saying that Faculty Council is really considered to be the representative governing body of the faculty at MCW. So because of this, the charge of the Faculty Council is really to improve communication between MCW's faculty and senior level administration. So we, we try to advise administration of issues and concerns among the faculty. And then in the opposite direction, we hope that Faculty Council can also serve as a means to transmit information from the administration to the faculty as well. So the Faculty Council also has other important responsibilities in addition to that two-way communication. We also make recommendations to the Executive Committee of the Faculty and to the Provost on matters that are related to academic policy at the institutional level, faculty welfare throughout MCW, and we also put in input for the charge and composition of some of the standing committees of the Faculty Council, which I'd be happy to tell you about later. Just in case you wanted to know, also, the Faculty Council is actually quite a large group of people. We have a large membership that's composed of uh, various representation across campus. This includes representatives from every department and institute on campus. We also have two uh, the chairs of the, the uh, standing committees of the Faculty Council, as well as representatives from the Executive Council of the Faculty, and of course the Faculty Council President, including myself this year, Senior Vice President and, and Vice President. So really we have 62 voting members that participate in these meetings in addition to any other guests. That's really a very robust representation, isn't it? Like uh, input from all sides. And do you also have representation from the regional campuses? Definitely have representation from the regional campuses, as well as some of the other schools like Pharmacy School, the Graduate School, the Kern Institute, the Council for Women's Advocacy. So we like to have voices that are present to listen in on what's going on at the faculty level. Uh, you know, just to remind you, the Faculty Council here at MCW um, is here to support the faculty. I mean, the council holds a lot more power as a whole than the people may realize. Our voice is really strong when it's unified and we're always looking out for the faculty's best interests in their protection. Fantastic. And so if, uh, if a faculty member wants to um, access uh, faculty council, has some comments, questions, or anything uh, based on what you just said to central administration or vice versa, um, how can faculty find out who their department representative is and uh, even how they might even themselves become a representative yeah, for their department? That's an excellent question. So uh, very quickly on Infoscope, if you go to the faculty affairs link, <laughs> there you will see another link to the faculty council. And, and it, 
really outlines very nicely a list of every single faculty council member, including all the representatives of the department. So every department will have a primary representative and they also have an alternate in case the primary representative cannot attend that meeting for some reason. In case you're wondering about the representation of the departments, because obviously on campus we have some small departments, some very large departments, the number of representatives per department is really determined by how many faculty members make up that department. So small departments with less than 50 faculty members, for example, will have one representative and one vote. And larger departments like mine, medicine, for example, with more than 100 faculty members will have three representatives and three votes. So basically every academic unit you had asked about how you can become a representative for your department or your academic unit. Well, every academic unit is responsible for electing their primary representative in their own way. They usually hold their own internal elections to ensure that every faculty member has an equal opportunity to participate. And the terms are for three years. So really, if anyone is interested in serving on the faculty council as a representative of their unit, I encourage them to speak to their academic unit leader and express their interest. I think it's a really fantastic way to get involved with the faculty council and learn more about this great institution. I was wondering about that. So some of the benefits of being a representative would be just finger on the pulse and then any other, Absolutely. Any other benefits of being a representative? It's a wonderful yeah. way to learn about the institution. When we get to be there face to face, it's actually a wonderful way to meet other people. You know, how, how else will basic scientists meet the clinical scientists and the educators? And, you know, you're all together in one room and it's really a fantastic way to, to meet and network. But importantly, it's, it's, it's a voice, right? You are the voice of your academic unit and it's your op opportunity to speak on their behalf. Uh, and so if you really want to learn more about how the institution works, this is a really great way to do it. Yeah, but I but there's also, you know, uh, some accountability, there's some responsibilities as being the representative as well. What would you say the representative is responsible for for then doing communicating back to the department, things like Absolutely, that? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is something we are really trying to encourage this year more so than ever, just because we are we're more virtual now and it's it's a little bit more difficult to make sure that the communications are happening. But yes, as a representative, the representative's job is to be at the faculty council meeting and communicate the information that is disseminated there back to the faculty. It's really the, the best way for, for departments, academic units to know about what's going on at an institutional level. So I'm hoping at faculty department meetings that there is an agenda item called faculty council and then the representative will have an opportunity to say, hey, here are some of the highlights of what happened at the meeting or if there is a vote coming up. For example, if there's going to be a change to the faculty handbook that will impact all faculty, it's important that the faculty discuss those changes so that the representative can vote according to the voice of that academic unit. So it certainly is a very big responsibility. And then similarly, if the faculty at any level have any issues or concerns, that representative is encouraged to reach out to anyone on the governance committee, which also includes me, um, so that we can bring up these issues within our governance meetings or the faculty council meeting as a whole. That's what we're there for. Yeah, wonderful. I mean, this really is, as you said, this is the way the faculty have their voice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, individual faculty member has a voice through the representatives, directly to governance, you know, all these ways. Yeah. And, and that's what we want. Yeah, we right? certainly we don't want, want the faculty to ever feel like they're alone, right? Yeah. They should never feel like they're fighting a fight by themselves. They have support. They just need to reach out. And if we don't hear that voice, we cannot help. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Thank you. That's great. And and so uh, speaking of opportunities for faculty, um, so tell me, you, you mentioned the very beginning some about the faculty council committees. Do you want to tell me a little bit about those? Yeah, absolutely. So let me first tell you why we have these faculty council committees. These standing committees are actually the ones that are responsible for developing recommendations that concern faculty welfare and academic policy that will ultimately affect the faculty at large. And so in general, when the faculty council committees make recommendations, they're forwarded to the faculty council for discussion and then a vote. And then they go on to the executive committee of the faculty for consideration and action. So the faculty council committees are many. I hope you have a lot of time because there's 12 of them. <laughs> I'll, sure, we can I will try to be very brief, but I think it's important for everyone to know the wide variety of committees that we really have within the council. So the, the first one is really the faculty governance committee. And this is the committee that plays a, a major role in the shared governance of MCW. So this committee consists of the president, the vice president, the senior vice president, as well as three past presidents and a parliamentarian. We really serve as a liaison between the faculty and the university leadership, and we're there to champion innovation and change that are in the best interests of the faculty. So we really are the advisors to the president, the provost, the deans, and other administrators that are going to impact our faculty at large in all four of our missions here at MCW. There are other committees as well. In fact, there's there's 11 other I'm going to talk about these in no particular order, no favorites, no nothing, just telling you a little bit about them. Um, we have the Faculty Benefits Committee, which, of course, is important for recommending, you know, fiscally responsible and market-driven changes in the fringe benefits that we receive here as, at MCW as faculty. So really, the committee functions in an advisory role um, as faculty advocates to the administration. Uh, we actually hear from them every September at our faculty council meetings because they tell us about the open enrollment changes um, in coordination with the Director of Benefits. We also have the faculty career, which is a really important one that actually supports the continued growth and development of all of our faculty members. So this committee will help makes recommendations and helps assist in the implementation of things like mentoring programs, leadership programs, and any other types of workshops that may help faculty help achieve them, help them achieve their career goals. We also have the Faculty Information Technology Committee, which is in place to discuss global IT issues and IT planning um, that affect all of MCW's constituencies. Um, it impacts education, research, clinical research, clinical training, administrative information discussions that happen and lots of recommendations that are made to the faculty council from this committee. Another really important committee that we have is the nominating committee, and this is the one that's actually responsible for preparing a list of nominees to stand for election in April to serve as officers of the faculty council that we're talking about right now. They're also very important for preparing a list of nominees to serve on search committees for open positions, such as um, department chair positions, as an example. So these names go on a ballot, and then the faculty as a whole will then vote on those names. One of our newer committees is the Professional Enrichment Committee, and this is a committee that's responsible for really championing initiatives that will create and maintain a culture of professionalism here at 
they do a lot of activities over the year, but of course we have MCW's Professionalism Week. As If you remember, this happened uh, earlier, a few months ago, and it was focused on 2020 vision, looking inward, outward, and forward. I hope many of our listeners actually participated in that. I thought it was excellent. So, so that's another really great committee that we have uh, within the Faculty Council. The Library Committee, of course, is also another important one because it recommends policies concerning the library. They're responsible for recommending and managing journal subscriptions subscriptions as well. And then uh, the Research Affairs Committee is also another important one. They recommend policies around research conduct. They also do the reviews of the new faculty pilot grants, and they help organize MCW's Research Day, which this year, by the way, is going virtual. And I hope everyone is submitting an abstract to highlight their excellent research that they're doing. <laughs> and then finally, uh, the rank committees. We have three of them, one that represents each school, uh, the School of Medicine, the School of Pharmacy, and the Graduate School. And of course, they're responsible for recommending the promotion of individual faculty for those respective schools. And then the last which recommends the award of tenure for all of our individual faculty. So a lot of committees, because it's a large faculty and there are a lot of important things that go on um, that, that need attention. So thank you for listening. <laughs> I hope I didn't bore you. That was a fantastic. <laughs> no, that was a wonderful summary. And I think there is, um, and if people are interested in, in knowing more about them in specifics, like the days they meet and the times that's on the Faculty Affairs website as well. I know yes. there's a list there. And so I guess I would ask too, there are a couple of questions. One is how, how can faculty join a committee, but then also why would someone want to join a committee? What would it do for their own career development at MCW? Yeah, so let me start with how you join a committee first. So it's a really great yeah. question. So every year around January, um, the Office of Faculty Affairs will actually email all faculty to solicit nominations for one of these 12 standing committees. So if somebody is interested in a committee, all they have to do is click on the link and provide a brief statement that will describe your interest and why you're interested in that particular committee. Those names are then compiled and placed on a ballot. And then at the end of March, the faculty as a whole are given the opportunity to vote for new members for these committees. So in most cases, half of the committee for each of the standing committees is actually voted in by the faculty. And the other half of the membership is appointed by the dean and they're called dean's appointees. So I encourage every faculty member to participate in at least one council tenure here at MCW. I mean, it's an absolutely wonderful way to meet people and connect with colleagues and peers. It's also a great way to incorporate elements of service into your CV. As we all should know, whether you're a clinician or a researcher or an educator, service to the institution is really an important element in career growth and development. And it's also an important section on your CV that is looked at very closely when we go up for promotion for why you should consider joining faculty council committee is because it's it's your way of eliciting change, right? We all like to complain about things, right? <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> that being said, being part of one of these committees is really a great way to be a part of the solution. So I would say if anyone wants to learn, as you just said, uh, anything more about the roles and responsibilities, time commitments, you know, go to the webpage, take a look at what's on the faculty council webpage, or, you know, contact the the committees because they'll really help explain what that committee does and whether it's really the right type of committee for you and they can also reach out to me I'm also happy to talk to anybody about these committees as well I'm very excited about them and I hope to elicit that same kind of excitement with them too 
<laughs> I think we can tell that's that's fantastic, Dr. Sahu. Very, very obvious how excited you are, and that's wonderful. And so, tell me a little bit about being faculty council president. How do you? How did you become uh, the faculty council president? What's that involved? And most importantly, what's the coolest part about being a uh, faculty council president? So, you know, starting with how you got there, and then yeah, loaded question. So, you know, I have uh, since yeah. being at MCW, I've actually taken a strong interest in learning a lot about the and its people and its programs. And I think because of my general <laughs> interest, um, I, I was actually approached by the Faculty Governance Committee to consider putting my name in on the ballot as uh, vice president, which would then become president in two years, which we can talk about that process later. Um, why do I do it? Uh, like I said, it's, it's a great way to learn about the institution. It's nice to be a part of a team and faculty council has been um, very beneficial in, in those senses. Um, and I kind of want to give back. It's, it's my way of giving back to the faculty. I think it's a great group of people to work with. And it's nice to know that I can be a part of a solution and help make a difference. Um, so that would be my advice to anybody who wants to take on that type of leadership role. It really is a wonderful way to, to learn about MCW, to be involved in the important discussions. Yeah. Wonderful. So, so what's the uh, the time commitment for you? Because as you said, there are presidents and past presidents and past past, yes. past presidents. So. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a procession, right? So it's a, it's a great question, but it's also really important to know about those various stages. And and like I said before, the process really starts by being elected as vice president of the faculty council, with the expectation that you take on the role of president two years later. So again, you get to get elected as vice president. The nominating committee of the faculty council will generally consult with the governance committee and will solicit names and they'll place them on a ballot. Um, the, the names of the, of the, the, sorry, I should say it like this, the nominees really alternate every year um, between missions. So one year, the faculty members who are on the ballot, will, their primary responsibilities will be research or education or community engagement. And then the next year, it'll be a clinical mission person, right? So that way we have equal opportunity for all of our faculty. Um, we try to have at least two names on the ballot, but no more than four. And then the faculty will vote for who becomes the incoming president. So in terms of the time commitment, it is a long one, but that is done on purpose and is done for a very good reason because becoming faculty council president is a major response. So a good president will take the time to listen and to learn. So you become elected as vice president. You join the faculty governance committee that meets once a month. You start learning and listening. And then the following year, you become senior vice president where you'll now kind of have learned the ropes a little bit. You'll become a little bit more vocal. And then you become president. So that's a, a nice two-year ramp-up period to becoming president. But then after your role as president is over, you still remain on the governance committee for another three years as past president. <laughs> but this is also a very important role because now you have the experience uh, and a sense of history to the incoming vice presidents as the years go by. So it is a six-year time commitment uh, that was done on purpose and thoughtful manner. But I mean, the time has really flown by very quickly, but it's been a very enjoyable, um, steep learning process. Oh, wonderful. That's so great. I just love your story. That's really, that's really inspiring. And it's obvious how much you care about the faculty and, and this kind of a commitment. But you know what, you're really committed to the faculty, to the institution and, and helping us all be better. So I can't appreciate that in anymore. You're just, it's, it's wonderful. So thank you for, for your commitment and time for this. And and I guess I'll finish up. Um, 
What is the one primary takeaway you'd like faculty to know about faculty council and the committee? Yeah, that's a difficult one because there's so many positives about the faculty council. I know. (laughs) But but, let me say this. The the faculty council and its committees are really in place to support the faculty. I've said that many times. You know, I think a unified voice really is a powerful one. And while we strive to do our best to, to, to help the faculty in this regard, we know that nothing is perfect. And so my simple ask is really that instead of complaining about the issues at heart, I encourage everyone to be a part of the solution, right? Join a standing committee and help resolve those issues. Be a faculty council representative and serve as the voice of your academic unit. Speak up because if we can't address the problem if we can't hear your voice. It's really as simple as that. Wonderful. Oh, that's a wonderful way to end. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. And Dr. Sahu, again, I can't I can't be more thrilled uh, to have you as our first oh, how wonderful. podcast. <laughs> get, get some award for this or something. But yeah, so thank you for joining us today. And um, yeah, and I hope everyone knows, uh, as you said, to feel free to, to speak out to reach reach out um, to you, to the governance committee, to representatives, all kinds of ways for faculty voices to be heard and supported. So so thank you again for your time. Thank you, Dr. Rungi. This was uh, quite an enjoyable experience and I'm happy to answer any questions people may have. Feel free to reach out to me. The OFA pod is produced by the MCW Office of Faculty Affairs. For more information, please search for Faculty Affairs on InfoScope. If you have questions from today's podcast or any topic, please contact us at facultyaffairs at mcw.edu. Thank you for listening.